Ineffable Holiday, 2021, a Good Omens fan fiction series, written by Ineffable Toreshi, read aloud by Sky Simaru. If you enjoy this podfic, you can check out the original story on Archive of Our Own. If you would like to hear more of my recordings or see some of my own work, you can find me through the pen and screen name of Sky Asimaru. Ineffable Holiday, 2021, Day 3, Holly and Ivy. It had been such a good idea, Crowley thought, as he struggled and fought, only for his constraints to grow tighter with each movement. As the owner of the most lush and vibrant garden in the whole of England, it had seemed a perfectly logical thought to Crowley to grow some festive greenery with which to decorate the cottage. He was certain that Aziraphale would adore the idea, and Crowley was always looking to add something new to his ever-growing personal Eden. It was with this reminder of the original garden that the demon had gone to his greenhouse one day to rummage through a very special box of seeds. What a strange and wonderful surprise it had been the previous holiday season when a group of young angels, grateful for Crowley and Aziraphale's part in ensuring that the Great War did not occur, had shown up to their home with a gift. The box of seeds from the garden had since become one of Crowley's greatest treasures, planting and successfully growing the first silphium blooms to be seen on earth since the first century had been a thrill, to say the least. Mind, not all of the seeds in the box were plants that had gone extinct since the garden, but each of them had been a part of the garden, the place where he and Aziraphale had first met, and that alone made them special, precious, and more than worthy of a place on the lands of their South Downs cottage. So, as Crowley scrutinized the seeds, reaching out with his demonic essence, as well as his general knowledge of botany, he was delighted to find that there were suitable options within to suit his purpose. Holly and Ivy. They were perfect. He would plant them around the perimeter of the cottage's structure, and as they grew together and climbed the outer walls, they would become a natural decoration that Aziraphale was sure to love. And it had gone quite well at first. The ivy, in particular, had grown even better than Crowley had imagined, snaking up and around the cottage's exterior much faster than might necessarily be normal. The holly was a bit more sedate for the first while, but it was soon mimicking the ivy's path, growing off in every direction, as a puppy might follow on the tail of a larger dog. Soon the cottage was crisscrossed with beautiful shades of green and red, and once the snow had begun to fall, well, 
Aziraphale had certainly been pleased by the aesthetic, without doubt. It was on the third day of December, however, when things went a little bit pear-shaped. Crowley had wandered into their bedroom in search of something fuzzy to wrap around himself down by the living room fire, when there was a sharp, distinct tapping at the window. He turned to look at the portal, with eyebrows raised, and was both surprised and amused to see two intertwined vines, one holly, one ivy, stretched up in front of the glass and poking at it as though asking to come inside. He only snorted at first, <laughs> and returned to his search, but the sharp tap came again, louder and more insistent this time. He turned back to the window and narrowed his eyes. The two twisted vines seemed to stare back at him, despite having nothing to stare with, and purposefully, distinctly, jabbed at the glass again. Oi! the demon growled. He stalked over to the window and threw it open, gripped the sill with both hands, and glared out at the plants. What do you think you're playing at, huh? The vines seemed to shudder a little, which pleased Crowley, but then they writhed closer, caressing across his cheek. He drew back in surprise, gaped, and hissed as the vines continued forward into the room. Ah, hi! Now listen, you! You belong outside, keeping the cottage looking picturesque for our angel. Now get the heaven back out there and do your job before I rip every last bit of you from the earth and... Yeah! Crowley would deny it fervently and without hesitation, but he most certainly yelped with alarm when the vines quickly ducked down to the ground, wrapped tight around one of his ankles, and yanked hard, sending him to the floor. Yeah! What the fuck? he cried, scrambling to get back up. What do you think you're doing, you ungrateful, overgrown weeds? He reached down to his ankle with the intentions of ripping the offending vines to shreds, but out of nowhere, another set of intertwined vines appeared from the window, snatching his arm out of the air and drawing it away from the first. Joy! Crowley was howling now. Listen here, you uppity fucks! You'd better let me go and get the fuck back outside right this moment before I... He raised his free hand to snap his fingers and squeaked very undemonically when a third vine captured that hand, weaving through his fingers to prevent him using them. By the time Aziraphale heard his shouting and came running, Crowley had been entwined in a dozen sets of vines, one of which twisting multiple times around his head to clamp his mouth shut. He'd been lifted as though he were nothing and carried along under the vine's power to the bed, where he was quite mortifyingly bound 
when his angel finally burst in the bedroom door. Aziraphale stopped, stared, blinked, and then a slow smile began to spread across his face. My, whatever's happening in here, I wonder, he purred. Crowley did his very best to glare at the angel in a way that conveyed, Stop enjoying this so much and get me out of here! Whether it hit the mark or not, he didn't know. But Aziraphale did not, in fact, make a move to free him. Instead, the angel stalked forward and ran his fingertips along the vines that rippled and twisted around the demon's left ankle. The vines seemed to shiver happily at his touch. Aziraphale grinned down at them. <laughs> Could you possibly release my demon's mouth, if you please? He asked politely. The vines did so, without a breath of hesitation. Crowley wasn't certain whether he was relieved or even more furious. Oh, you just wait, he snarled, teeth bared at the retreating bits of holly and ivy. You are going to suffer for this, you treacherous bastards. I am going to have a bonfire, the likes of which the world has never seen. Aziraphale tutted, moving around the bed and primly sitting himself down near Crowley's head. <laughs> now, now, my dear, he gently scolded. There's really no need of getting angry with the poor things when all they've done is fulfill a request. Crowley stopped struggling against the vines and went almost comically still. A what? Aziraphale's grin was toothy and mischievous. A request, my love. Do keep up. A long moment of silence followed. Instinct would have Crowley react with further anger, frustration, demanding an explanation, spitting fury. The last couple of years' worth of experience in living with his angel, however, had him taking several deep breaths, swallowing in an attempt to moisten his throat, and shivering a bit from anticipation. What, um... He paused, bit his lip, and took another breath. What was the request, exactly? The glint in Aziraphale's eye was sinful, and the bastard surely knew it. The request, he said slowly, leaning in to hover nearer to Crowley as the demon's eyes grew wider, was to assist me in holding my loving, thoughtful husband down, so that I can ravage him within an inch of his being. The vines around Crowley's wrists and ankles slithered a bit more fully around his appendages, one wriggling up a skinny trouser leg, and another travelling across his stomach, pushing up the hem of his henley. The demon swallowed hard, and realized, without a hint of shame or embarrassment, that he'd grown hard beneath his trousers. Oh, 
he said simply. With a sly smile and coyly fluttering lashes, Aziraphale stroked a finger along a bold red holly berry. So, how about it, dearest? Are you red? he asked, then shifted his touch to a vibrant ivy leaf. Or are you green? Crowley bit the inside of his cheek to keep from responding too eagerly, but it barely lasted for half a moment before he was squirming with excitement. Green, Angel. Ridiculously, stupidly green. End of Day 3 Thank you for reading. Happy holidays, everyone! Please drop by the archive and let the author know what you thought of their work.